The views and opinions expressed by the following program are those of the host, guest, and callers, and are not necessarily those of this station or the Webster Rockwell Ministries, its management, or other host or underwriting sponsors. Programs presented on KWRHLP are for educational and entertainment purposes only. This is Amanda LaPlante, and you're listening to Get Real to Heal on KWRH 92.9 FM. And, you know, I fought with chronic mental and health, physical health issues for decades. I mean, massive, massive issues. And I was 50 pounds heavier, taking over a dozen medications a day, had little hope of living a normal life. And I was very, very blessed to discover an approach to medicine called integrative or functional medicine. And I'm very, very passionate about spreading the word about this. It turned my health around, and I believe that it can make a big impact on a lot of lives. So I'm on a big mission, and I'm here to illuminate uh, illuminate the healing potential within us all. Y'all, it's Friday. Are you excited for the weekend? I'm excited for the weekend. But I want to illuminate the healing potential within us all, and there is this amazing, amazing doctor here in the St. Louis area that I want to introduce you to. Her name is Dr. Kaylee Butwell, and she is with Catalyst Pain Management and Restorative Treatment Center. Uh, Dr. Butwell completed training and residency at St. Louis University, completed a specialty fellowship at the Cleveland Clinic, and holds four, get this, four board certifications. This doctor knows a thing or two about a thing or two. And her passion for helping her patients overcome pain and live their absolute best life is truly shining. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much. I'm absolutely honored. I, I, honored. I'm so, as am I, as am I. Uh, I met you a few months ago um, at a uh, SLIM meeting. So SLIM.org, S-L-I-I-M.org. If y'all are listening and aren't familiar with this organization, St. Louis Institute for Integrative Medicine, it's amazing. Um, but I met you there and you spoke with such passion and conviction and were so incredibly just vibrant and alive and, and relatable. And then I started looking into your credentials and I thought, my goodness, this person is the whole package. <laughs> She's all that and a dork too. I love that. <laughs> And that, that, yes, after my own heart, I love it so much. Yeah, so so you are a Missouri native, like myself, who grew up uh, out, you know, in the country and around horses and, and have a pretty fun upbringing and a story to share. Um, you're, you're a specialist in pain management and regenerative, regenerative treatments, and, and you come at that from a, a place of familiarity from experiences with your family and in your own life. Can you share a little bit about your, your story as it relates to that? I'd love to. Thank you. I would like to take a moment, though, to thank you again for having me because I, I wasn't the only one that must have been memorable that night. So I've been looking so forward to this because from the moment that you actually boldly stepped forward and said, hey, I think that we're like cut from the same cloth, I have really been looking forward to collaborating with you in any possible way. So I, what I said, I, I really I mean that from, from my heart. I think that the universe is really going to keep us tethered together from here forward. So thank you for this, like, inaugural opportunity. So oh. um, similarly awesome. I just I want to make sure that I put that into the ether. Oh, thank you. I'm most grateful. <laughs> and likewise. So also similar has been our upbringing. So, uh, yeah, a rural girl, you know, I, one of my favorite things to talk about is how um, basically how traditional medicine, especially pain management, has become sort of the duct tape and bailing twine of medicine. 
And, you know, as you and I know, I mean, those are incredibly useful tools when they're used in the right circumstances. You know, but for others, if we have more sophisticated ways to treat some things or a more comprehensive or sustainable way to do it, then, you know, shouldn't we do it that way? So I was uh, raised in a family that knew very little about proper nutrition. In fact, for the most part, if I ever wanted to lose weight, it either meant I was going to starve myself to death or do some weird cabbage diet or, you know... Every, you know, we ate fried chicken, fried chicken, fried chicken, lettuce <laughs> fried, you know. So, you know, even when we would go to a restaurant, they would, you know, look for something healthy. We'd ask for a bagel, and they'd say, a bagel what? A bagel <laughs> bowl of grits or bagel slab of ham. And those are my people. They still are my people. So, you know, it, it, that's not throwing shade at anybody. That's love. That's pure love. Absolutely. 100% pure love. You bet. Yeah. Especially because for them, like for me for so long, like getting healthy was like swimming against a current. You know, when you just, and it's just the lack of knowledge, it's certainly not lack of motivation. So the other thing I discovered is that it's not that they have some, that the skinny people of the world or the healthy people of the world have some magic willpower that the rest of us just weren't gifted with. It's just understanding your body's chemistry set, uh, you know, not a bank account and learning how to work with that. So that has been my, you know, my trajectory with that specifically was born out of, you know, growing up with a, a father with degenerative spine disease, which I inherited, fast forward. Competitive equestrian sports, by the way, for anybody listening, are not a great choice for people who have degenerative full back conditions. But so I grew up riding everything from barrels and pole bending, egg and spoon, to um, actually competing on a national level. And so that was the joy of my life, but I have paid to play like so many people have. So that was probably had a lot to do with my interest in pain management to begin with, is that I could relate to those people. But I was less empathetic then than I am now having actually had a, a major back injury. So the... Um, oh, I have to take a deep breath with it. Even. It, it changes everything when you have that experience. It, it truly, um, you know, I, I grew up with, uh, and I think I misquoted this in my uh, post for our promo, you know, for the show. But um, yeah, so your your experience with your father and and his pain, and then my experience growing up, I had a grandfather who was disabled at age forty one, big strong man, you know, a bricklayer, brick mason, really it was an art for him. It wasn't just a job. It was art. And he did beautiful work, ran his own business and suddenly was stricken with, um, you know, peripheral artery disease and a few other things going on that resulted in chronic pain, um, severe pain with every step that he took. And the more that the blood pumped, the worse that the pain was. And it was just horrific. It's just horrific um, to watch him sit and suffer. And, you know, we tried the pills and the surgeries and the pain pumps and all of the things. And, and we really did try everything everything, uh, except lifestyle medicine and regenerative medicine and so many of the things that you now offer at your clinic. And so it's it, so it's been amazing to have that experience myself, though, where a few years ago I found myself with multiple diseases and in pain much of the time and really not realizing, like yourself, you know, having grown up in southeastern Missouri, uh, myself, and, you know, eating the way that I did and living the way that I did, I just didn't realize how much of an impact that could have. So it is so different, though, when you've gone through it yourself, watching someone go through it and working with people that are dealing with it, but then having that empathy and that personal connection to go, yeah, I really understand. Absolutely, right? You literally have skin in the game at that point. 
you know, and, and to, to learn something without feeling it is still entirely valid and, and academic. And I was very, very proud of the training that I had even at that point. But ultimately, to your point, the things that I learned there, I never, we never had a nutrition class. We didn't have curriculum that included lifestyle medicine, you know, and, you know, I was at Cleveland Clinic. I wouldn't have chosen to be anyplace else on the planet for that training. And it was, it was the best curriculum going at the time. And so, and ironically, somewhat, Mark Hyman, who now has one of the most amazing functional medicine residencies on the planet. Kind of a big deal. Kind of a big deal. Came just after I left to talk about ships in the night. So, so ultimately, the school of hard knocks or the school of two ruptured discs is what taught me that I needed to do something different than what I had been taught to do. Although the other thing that I learned over time was that I didn't need to throw out the things that I was already doing either. I think so many people have this um, so specialized, so siloed view of, you know, if you're this, you're this, if you're this, you're this. And then, you know, in comes integrated medicine where at, it looks at you as a system because, you know, you know a, shocker alert, we are systems. No, yes, right. You know, we are, and we are bigger than the sum of our parts as long as all of our parts are working and we're addressing all of them. I, you know, I talked to my parents about that, or my patients, well, and my parents, very, uh, all of the time. All of them, yes. And actually, I've done, I've had more success with my patients than my parents. I don't know how many people that's right. Same. Right. All love. Yeah. All love. All love. And I know, Mama, you may want, you're one of my, Four subscribers on YouTube, so I love you, and I know you're listening. So thank you. <laughs> Sorry, I made the comment about the chicken fried chicken, but you know, you even know the restaurant I was talking about. So. Hey, you know what? If they could come up with a gluten free, like healthy fat version of the chicken fried chicken with some pasture raised, you know, Ooh. I mean, girlfriend, I know. I feel like we might be onto something here. This I mean, is, is the that dream. Something you and I could not figure out. Mm-mm. This is the dream. We can do this. We can do this. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Beautiful. So, so that's that's. I'll try to get kind of into the quick and dirty. So, long story short, pain management loved it, owned it, needed something different, built it. Amazing, <laughs> amazing. Well, and you know, as much as I am so passionate about functional and integrative medicine, I love it. It changed my life. However, mm-hmm. you know, of all the autoimmune diseases I had, one of them was only able to be treated with, uh, you know, the typical conventional antibiotic injection treatment um, for like five years. So, Oh, you're poor microbiome. <laughs> I know. We've, it's okay. We've, I've been rewilding and working on yeah. that for a while. So, um, but yeah, so it's, it really, I, I love when I meet someone that just really gets that it's a full spectrum approach and there's something for everyone. And we, you know, just got to stay open-minded and, pra- and you, it sounds like you're practicing medicine like the art that it is. I, I love that so, so very much. And it, I, I'm sure because I know you did your homework as far as our paradigm is three parts. Rethink, rebuild, rejuvenate. And I, I love that you led with that because when you said, I didn't know where you were going to go. When you said, you know, I had this, you know, my gut issues and something was only able to be solved by and I love that for the first time, not just for me, but for a group of you know, like-minded physicians, transformational health practitioners, I actually, I don't know if you're going to say traditional antibiotics or if you're going to say Ayurvedic herbs. And either one of those would be entirely, I would be entirely open to. And five years ago, that wouldn't have been true. If you, 
first of all, I don't know that I knew what the word Ayurveda meant five years ago. How sad is that? You know, but, uh, but fast forward, I really understand and embrace and coach and teach in our clinic that something doesn't have to come from a pill factory for it to be incredibly powerful. In fact, there's nothing more powerful than the sum of your own habits. And so if you're just doing natural things every single day, and I love to talk to my patients about the pharmacy that's in your body, that you are your own universal intelligence pharmacy. And you have the ability at every single point in your day, in your life, in other people's lives, by the way, to source from the part of that pharmacy that you most want to dose yourself. So one of my favorite activities with my patients who are having a bad day is to give them my best example of that, and it's this. So I say, okay, I can tell things aren't good. I just want you to take a minute. Let's just kind of, you know, kind of sit here. So without getting too woo-woo, right, like let's just, you know, settle for a moment. And I want you to think about the most wonderful, blissful, sweet, just a tender moment in your life. You know, you looked into your child's eyes or, you know, you, re- you woke up in the morning and even before you opened your eyes, you reached over and you touched the person laying next to you and you just loved them so much. And even the sheets feel good and they're cool and, you know, just, life just feels wonderful in that moment. And I have them open back up their eyes. And all of a sudden, their posture has opened, their shoulders are relaxed, their face is relaxed. And I I said, you see that? That was a dose of oxytocin, and you gave it to yourself. And you can do that any time you want. That part of the pharmacy is always open. And it's just amazing that, you know, that we forget those simple our simple ability to, you know, go to the pharmacy at any time and get something that feels really, really good. And to have society teach you, you know, anything different or anybody teach you anything different is just such an incredibly limiting belief. So that's one of my very favorite examples of how mindset needs to precede everything else that you do because then you're so open to anything from, you know, I don't, it doesn't matter if it's an antibiotic or an Ayurvedic herb you've got a pharmacy in your body too. Now that said, you know, we don't run around town in a horse and buggy anymore either, right? So when, when science and technology and other things have given us better ways to do certain things, then it makes even, you know, less sense, you know, unless the Saturday night in downtown St. Louis and the horse has, you know, bows in its hair and you're on a date, then that's for fun. You can do anything you want with but if you're wanting to get from here to California to see the Pacific Coast Highway and have the breeze in your hair, I would suggest utilizing a vehicle. <laughs> so, different things for different, different, different things. I, I love that. That's a great Honestly, analogy. Right? Yeah, no, I mean, but that's a great analogy. That really drives it home. And I think that that's what helps people, you know, to really grasp these concepts and, and you know, open open minds and open hearts. Um, yeah, absolutely. And, and I love, you know, you mentioned that in, so I happen to have here, um, and by the way, anyone that's oh. listening on air, sorry, I'm mirroring on video, but you can go and check out the video of this uh, interview at facebook.com slash get real to heal. And I've got the Power Over Pain Transformational Health Guide by Dr. Kaylee Butuel. And 
it's fantastic. And of course, you talk in there about, you know, your internal pharmacy, your internal chemistry, but you talk about a lot of other great lifestyle medicine points. Would you like to share a few of those with the listeners here? Sure. Um, I tend to be a little verbose. You may have noticed already. I try to be concise. So what? how about if I ask what maybe stood out to you? Oh. Maybe one or two things that you thought were most interesting and I can sort of riff for you off of that. I love that. that. Well, you know, one of the things that, that stood out to me was activity budgeting. Um, yes. I thought that was great. So, you know, like you said earlier, you in your equestrian career, you paid for some of the fun that you had, right? Um, so yeah. you talk about activity budgeting. I thought that was a really interesting concept. Great. I, that's a, I was hoping you'd start there. <laughs> or any place else, really. <laughs> it was all good. You know, I, I mean, all. really, there were some great, there are some amazing tips. So everybody should be going to your website and checking this out. It, it, like entering in and learning about your plan for pain and all of the things that you're doing there at Catalyst. It's fan- fantastic. So activity budgeting, though. So thank you so much for that. And one, I, one thing I really do love about that is that it reminds me of how much I learned from my patients. I love to learn from my patients about as much as I like to teach them. And that actually came from one of my favorite patients. Her name is Angie. And she has a spinal cord stimulator in. So that's an electrical device that's sort of like an equivalent of a pacemaker for pain that I implant in the epidural space of the low back. It's, just, it's entirely invisible, and you just dial it up, dial it down, change the frequencies, like with a, essentially a remote control through telemetry. So that's an electrical way of modulating pain signals. She also has, we have a combination therapy, which is a little unusual, but she is just thriving with a microdose pain pump. So this is a pump that's essentially like a metal canteen that holds medication that I, I put into the, medic, into the canteen, it gets implanted also in, um, kind of in the front side abdomen. And then there's a little bitty catheter that goes around, and that medication actually gets deposited directly into the cerebrospinal fluid, which is where the receptors for the medication actually are. So, for example, if you wanted somebody to get the message that you wanted them to turn their, your pain signal down, if they're where you and I are, you could even whisper, and they'd still hear you and get the message. Right? But if they're standing on the opposite side of a football field, and I'll spare your listeners the earful here, you've got to yell really loud for them to hear you. And our bodies are very similar in that way. So when you take medication by mouth, it has to go through your GI tract. It has to go through your, you know, basically the, the process of being metabolized, sorted through, which not only takes a lot of time, but it ends up going through many, many filters before it actually lands on its intended recipient and gets the message to turn the signal down. So that's the equivalent of having to shout all the way across the field for it to get the message. By putting these medications directly into the cerebral spinal fluid, you can give essentially the dosing equivalent of a whisper because you don't ha- you can put in fractions of fractions of fractions of fractions. It's called microdosing of the same medications because they're drifting directly onto the receptors, so whereby you don't have to go through any of the body parts to get there, and the microdose has far less systemic effect. So that's my Angie. She's wonderful. She's thriving. She was on high-dose narcotics for years and years and years, and she's hilarious. She's like, you know, ain't nobody got time for that. So she and I worked diligently to get her off of her oral narcotics, implanted the pain pump, and now she's more comfortable and more viable, more vital, more functional, which is what we both always wanted for her. 
with this microdose medication, she no longer has to come into the clinic every four weeks for medication refills and urine toxicology screens. She doesn't have to feel like a drug addict when she goes to the pharmacy. She doesn't have to check her keys, wallet, pills before she leaves. She doesn't have to schedule her vacations anymore. So by the way, she wasn't taking very many of them before because she didn't functionally have the, the bandwidth to do it. But she also doesn't have to schedule her vacations or being out of town around her refill dates for her medications, which she did for over a decade. So back to the activity budgeting, because I, sorry, the story is just so beautiful. That is, no, I love that story. Thank you for that. And so much of that hits home, having lived with my grandfather for so many years, dealing with a lot of those same issues. Absolutely. Well, you know, when you put a little bit of arsenic, or a lot of it, in the system day after day after day, you're, you're treating one problem at the expense of creating so many others. So she no longer has to activity budget much, although she still does some, uh, but she's the one who gave me the word. And I thought, that's it. That's, how it. that's exactly how I would describe it. Because it's the subtle combination of neither, like, slowing down to, to grainy gear, right, to do nothing, because that, you know, makes you stiff and deconditioned and unstable. But if you go too much, in fifth gear all of the time, it pre- creates its own set of physical issues. So activity budgeting, you think of as, you know, how much money do you have in the bank? How much you know, activity do you sort of have in your body's own bank where you should, you know, you could spend more here, but you might pay back with a higher, higher interest. And just always kind of being aware of what your activity budget really is. And the thing I love most about activity budgeting is what it really tends to give people back in activity either that it gets them feeling more confident that they can get off their tuchus for a little bit and go do something because they already have given themselves kind of the permission to go sit and rest afterwards. Or a person who tends to be in high gear all the time can actually settle down for a little while knowing, you know, I'll get back into it. You know, I'm not shifting into second gear forever. You know, I'm just, I'm relaxing, I'm recuperating. And in both circumstances, the the person kind of in granny gear tends to, generate and create more and more body confidence. So then they find themselves doing a little bit more, a little bit more, a little bit more, right? And then they, their activity budget is more in alignment with where their, where their body really needs to be from a mechanical standpoint. And similarly, the person who is always, always, always up-leveled, and I, that's me, by the way, kettle, pot, black, everybody, <laughs> learns the benefit of slowing down in so many ways. So yoga used to drive me absolutely batty. I would go bonkers trying to meditate because I would need to be tapping my feet. Or I mean, I'm like, can we do a walking meditation? Can you do this while you're moving somehow? <laughs> but the more you do it, the more you rehearse, the more you really feel your body understand the benefit of, of slowing down some. And ultimately, the bigger result of that that I've seen time and time again for my patients and benefit them so tremendously is actually re-evaluating. I think it's so, we get so easily lulled into being who we are and how we are and how we move and all those things that we stop actually kind of having a dialogue with our body where part of it is listening and part of it is speaking. And instead, we just keep commanding it. And, and in essence, that's what medications like pharmaceuticals do too. When you, that, that segues a little to if you give someone a pharmaceutical, you're telling the body what you want it to do, 
and it has no other choice but to do it because that's how science made it. But nobody likes being told what to do. And our bodies especially, because they're a lot smarter than we are, and that's one reason why when you give people these medications, especially opiates, for example, you're saying, don't feel that pain, don't feel that pain, don't feel that pain. But pain is our protective mechanism, the, the biggest one we have. And so you're trying to tell your body not to hear one of the single most important messages that hundreds of thousands of years of evolution have actually put at the very front of our awareness. You know, second only to something moving and catching your eye, because we need to know, are we lunch or are you lunch? <laughs> <laughs> you know? And second only to that, next is pain. And so when you command a body not to feel that pain, inevitably it's going to find all kinds of crazy ways to try and see around that and or to fight back against it. And that's why with the opiates, not only do you have to go up and up and up on the doses, you also end up having to start taking antidepressants and anti-nausea medications and bowel motility agents and, you know, mood stabilizers and sleep medications. So, as I said, I can be a little verbose. I love it, though. But, you know, everything that you said really hits home. And I know that there are so many people listening that can identify with all of the things that you just said. I know having watched... Having watched my family member deal with that over years and years, everything that you described, I witnessed um, until eventually his system just he developed cancer and his system broke down that. unfortunately, that was that was the way it worked out for him. So, um, you know, I, I love that you're taking these other approaches and really looking for you know other ways to support the body and find other ways to manage the pain, but not just manage the pain, really go beyond that. And I want to bring you on again. Unfortunately, I could talk to you all day. Uh, every day. Um, <laughs> we're down to about a minute. I'm, I'm signed up for that. I, <laughs> yes. Yes. Awesome. Me too. <laughs> well, we're down to a minute, but um, how can people reach out to you online and get in touch with you at Catalyst? Oh, I would I would love that so very much. Thank you. So our website is www.catalyst with a K, K-A-T-A-L-Y-S-T, M-D, medical doc, as in medical doctor.com. So it is a K, not because I'm a Kaylee, but I'm very, very visual, and I wanted it to look perfect, just like everything else I want for my, for my patients and my practice. So www.catalystmd.com. I also have a, a professional Facebook page, which is Kaylee B12-Lenars, L-E-N-A-R-Z is my married name, Kaylee B12-Lenars, MD, and also Catalyst has its own webpage as well. I am also on YouTube, at w, so that's Popcast, as in Power Over Pain, P-O-P-Cast, podcast with Dr. Kaylee. Thank you so much, Dr. Kaylee Boutal-Lenards, for being on today. Really appreciate it. And this has been Amanda LaPlante. You've been listening to Get Real to Heal on 92.9 FM. If you need to reach out to me, find me online at amandalaplante.com or on facebook.com slash Heal or wherever you get social at Get Real to Heal. And check this out and other episodes on soundcloud.com slash Heal or wherever you get your podcasts. Go make it a great day. 